welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today, an industry rock star, a guy that we just have not been able to hook up. I'm so excited to have him on the show. First time guest. He's the president of Image Source, Tom Ghost. Thanks so much for joining me, man. Thanks for having me, Kirby. I'm excited Thanks. to be here with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I want to jump right in. I mean, you, you manage a, a really nice team, a nice size team. You have a great company And this past year. <laughs> I think it's been well-documented, right? It's been tough or at least different, right? For all of yep. us. So, so what was it like to manage through that? What was it like to manage and lead during this pandemic? How, how did you do it? Yeah, I think for us, it was, you know, wartime planning. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know, the story initially, you know, coronavirus was a supply chain issue, right? And, right. and so, you know, that concerned me, of course, uh, you know, thinking about, or, you know, are we going to have product issues later in the year? Mm -hmm. When it hit the U.S., it actually started not far from our offices here. I'm in the Seattle market, right. uh, corporate offices here, and our offices are in Kirkland. So just literally probably two miles from my office, the, the life care center of Kirkland, which is the assisted living center that had um, the first coronavirus death, there was 34 fatalities and, wow. you know, 80 plus cases. And that was in March. So, mm. and then the very first uh, case of coronavirus itself was what well, it was just 20 minutes north of here. So it, it, it hit our area, you know, very quickly. And so, yeah. and, and, and because of that, we actually jumped on the hand sanitizer orders very quickly. We promoted okay. it heavily. And it was that first week of, you know, it was just kind of madness and we were still working in the office and it's, it wasn't that crazy at first. Right. Um, and then I remember that, that next Monday, uh, we were placing orders and, and one of my best friends who owns a company said, yeah, I, you know, give me a thousand hand sanitizers. And I handed off, uh, to one of my team members. And she said, you know, I, I, I called 12 suppliers, you know, everyone's out. Like, <laughs> it was over, right? Yeah. Like that, it, it, it had hit. Um, and this is also the first time we were trying to figure out, you know, what to do at our corporate offices. You know, right. we have 50 people here at corporate and then kind of people around the country. Um, and I remember the day we sent everyone home, we decided, you know, we'd apply for essential status in our state, which would allow us to, you know, legally occupy our, yeah. our facility here. And, and, um, I did that because we sell PPE uh, mm -hmm. and we got that granted. We ended up just putting one person per day in our offices, one executive mm -hmm. only. Uh, I worked in the office two days a week and it was, it was really an eerie time. No, you know, no one in the office, uh, no one in our building. We have, uh, we own the building here and I, I have eight tenants. And so it was, and, and even our broader development of 22 buildings, it was just absolutely dead. Yeah the UPS guy would come in and it would just be like, you drop those boxes over there and I'm going to hide in the corner. And then, you know, you're going to head out the door. And yeah. So it was really kind of sad and, and, and kind of scary. Um, yeah. Our, you know, our, our goal was really to keep our employees safe and, yeah. and try to, you know, keep, keep the business running. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we already had a work from home plan for our support team members. So, so we had the infrastructure there, but, you know, we not at scale. So, you know, we invested immediately in a new switch and a new server. We had a strategic plan in place uh, that we do annually that we had just launched in January. You could really just throw that completely out the window, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, but... Done. 
Um, and we immediately set up regular senior leadership team meetings. So we were, you know, we were meeting, uh, you know, daily for a while. Yeah. Uh, we did scenario planning, you know, worst case scenarios to best case scenarios. You know, I'm sure everyone did this. We realigned resources, we cut costs. Uh, we looked how we could be proactive in sales with videos and specs and virtual events. Um, we connected with our team. Culture is such a big part of image source. Yeah. And now that was really being challenged. Everyone's remote. Sales are shuttered. You know, the team's sort of disjointed. We're, you know, not used to communicating on video at the level uh, that, that was needed. Right. Um, and then, you know, we applied for the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program loan. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a frantic exercise. Yes. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you did it. And yeah. all the business owners here just trying to get on that list and make sure that we're, you know, you know it was like the money's going to run out. And, you know, it was just, it was yeah. a, a, a real crazy time. Um, and then we, we, we pulled the team together. We kind of broke them up into some small groups and tackled some opportunities. We wanted to, you know, figure out how to, to, to do this PPE thing. Kidding and fulfillment all of a sudden became a, a, a key part of our business. And, you know, we have a, a, a warehouse and we do kidding, but it wasn't at that level. Right. Um, and I had to put an operational safety plan together to create a safe environment as we started, you know, eventually bringing people back in. So, uh, you know, I leaned on, you know, industry friends. We, you know, I, I'm a part of a, a, a shared learning buying group called reciprocity road so yep. you know leaning on our partners there um there's 10 total of us uh, in similar size and scope and so it was you know trying to figure out how to get through this you know i've never i've done a recession <laughs> <laughs> right that sucked but yeah. i had never done a pandemic so yeah yeah it was it, you, it, what you're saying is right it, it's funny to kind of go back down memory lane on some of that stuff when when it all hit because i remember because we were you know we were later to get you know covid yeah. coronavirus didn't hit us till later and so by the time anybody was asking for hand sanitizer that was long gone there was i was like no like they'd call hand sanitizer i'm like there's no one in the industry who has it no <laughs> so that's interesting. So uh, kind of moving on, you, you've yeah. also served in leadership with PPAI, which is, you yeah. know, uh, in our uh, industry on the board and when you became the chairperson of the board. Yeah, I, I'm curious about that. I know that's a big commitment. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, it, it was uh, amazing for me. I, you know, I'd served as the president and in many other leadership positions in my regional association, which is NWPMA. And I had a great experience. It was, you know, a lot of work. Uh, you know, there's a lot of execution at the regional levels. You know, yeah. um, you know, you're doing booth assignments and running around. You do it all, right? Yeah. As, as a board. Uh, but I created such great relationships. Um, and I, I gained a lot of knowledge, just you know, industry knowledge and and um, and friends, and and it built. You know, I think it helped me run my business. And so, I was approached to run for the PPI board. You know, and, and at the time, the first time, I just, it wasn't the right time for me. Right. Um, and I passed, that was the first year. I just you know, asked if I, you know, consider me the next year. Um, and they called me again and, and Dan Towns called me, you know, if you know, Dan from yeah, Chicago, he's, yep. he's, he's hard to turn down. Uh, <laughs> he's a hoot. Yeah. Who can resist Dan? Uh, right. And I ran, it was an election at that time. Now it's right. a, a slate. It's a little bit different of a, of a process. And, and you know, I, I was elected to the board and um, 
and it, I learned a lot, you know, it was, you know, as you noted in 2016, ended up being the chair of the board. Um, and it was a big role. I flew 75,000 miles that year, traveling with Paul Bellantone and sharing our strategic initiatives for PPAI. Um, I spoke in Hong Kong and UK and in Canada and, and all over the US. Um, and I got to see so many elements of the industry. I, I, you know, I've been in the industry 23 years now, 24. And I, I, I sort of thought I knew, I don't wanna say I knew everything. I mean, that's really a stupid thing to say, but I felt like you know I was an expert in the industry, but really, this was a, a huge opportunity for, for me to see so much more, more on the supplier side that I yeah. never saw um, and meet with distributors of all sizes and see what their challenges and opportunities are. Um, and I always say, you, you know, you get way more than you give. Mm. And the PPI board is much different than the regionals. They, you know, they have a full staff to execute all the tactics. You're just needed for strategic insight. And, and I think for me, that was a welcome challenge coming from the regional side, you, yeah. you certainly have to absorb a lot of information, um, but you get a lot of, like I said, things you would, wouldn't normally see. Um, I rolled off the board in 20, January of 2018, but I still serve on the leadership advisory committee, uh, the strategic foresight committee and the government relations advisory council. So I, you know, I still like to have my hands in it. Um, <laughs> because I think it's, it's, you know, it, it, honestly, it adds value to my business. Yeah. Well, I, I know that that year you were, I remember you were traveling all over and that's where I think we officially first met was at yeah. one of the regional shows because I, yeah. I was out in California and speaking at it and you were there speaking at it. And it was like, yeah. it was great. And I think that it, it's exactly right with both regionals and, and that kind of service. You really do get to see parts of the industry you don't see. Um, so speaking I call of, it a collision. We had that collision yes. coming off the elevator. And, and, That's exactly right. And it, sometimes it's magic. I mean, there's really amazing things that come from it, including, you know, uh, sitting right here today with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So speaking of service, you mentioned this earlier. Uh, yeah. You're a part of Reciprocity Road, which is a, a, and it's funny, I just wrote a group in the industry because I think, yeah. you know, we don't always say buying group and I liked what you said, a learning share group. I admire the give back component of that group. So can you can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, when we, when we first formed this uh, shared learning slash buying group, uh, <laughs> we we didn't want to call it a buying group. I mean, we we really look at ourselves very differently. You know, we 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 don't pound on suppliers to try to give us you know the the best pricing and the best rebate. So certainly you know terms and you know uh, value added benefits are, are part of it, but we really wanted to be um, close with our suppliers and create this partnership to, to have mutual success. And so that, that's really kind of how we looked at it. And if you talk to anyone who's part of Reciprocity Road, they'll, um, they'll tell you that. And, and hopefully our suppliers say that as well. It's, it's really um, about that mutual respect. Uh, but yeah, our, our brand good initiative. So that was one of the big pieces of what we wanted to accomplish. And, and so uh, when we started Brand Good, you know, we wanted to figure out what, what areas could we support as 10 companies, right? Mm -hmm. uh, initially, I think we were seven. So it was that the initial launch. Um, and that was, you know, we wanted to kind of have an industry connection. Mm -hmm. um, 
So we made a commitment to PPEF, uh, Promotional Products Education Foundation. Uh, we created a roadie scholarship. So we, we have a scholarship nice. and we're, we're all individually tomorrow fund level donors as well. Um, so we wanted to give back to the industry itself. And then, um, and then we really wanted to have something that was close to so many of our hearts and that's children's hospital. You know, we, we all have them in our areas. And so we, we wanted to, um, you know, give to them. So we give to them collectively and, and individually. And then we do some other things like we do, uh, a quarterly, uh, donation based on a submittal from any of the employees. So if they have a nonprofit um, from any of our companies and, and they want to submit for, um, you know, a grant, if you would, from Reciprocity Road, and th then they can do a quick write-up and, and get uh, some money quarterly that, that we offer That's to cool. the employee side. So, and, and we're always looking to do more, you know, we, we all kind of have always done things in our local community, but we, we sure to just wanted to do something collectively. And then now we're working to share it with each other. Um, we certainly share it with the industry, but probably not as much as we should. I mean, it's, it's sometimes you, you keep it close to your heart. And, um, and so we, we share our brand good efforts. Um, uh, you know, we call it do good, you know, philanthropy and service. And, you know, we've got shirts and we take pictures as we're out in the community. It's a little harder with COVID, yeah. you know, uh, we would actually go out and do, um, you know, service projects as team. It's a great culture and morale booster. Totally. Um, and we haven't been able to do that in a while. Uh, we did a food drive here, <laughs> but it was kind of funny, you know, cause there's not that many people here. <laughs> you know? And then we did a, a fun run here and, and we matched and we allowed people to do it at home. So they said, okay, it's, uh, I think it was a dollar for every mile uh, collectively for our group. And I think we ended up giving, you know, 500 mile or $500 uh, wow. plus all the food. So it's a big piece of who we are as, as individuals and as a collective group with reciprocity road. That's awesome. I love it. I, I think that, uh, you know, when I first heard about that, that was one of the things that, you know, obviously, you know, you've got the, the shared learning and mastermind group or whatever, you know, just getting people yeah. together and then the buying group piece, but the, the piece where you say, Hey, we're going to get together and we're going to do some good in the world. Uh, you know, I think we need more of that. So I admire yeah. that. So kudos. Yeah. Um, so you've answered my three questions. I give everybody yeah. a chance to ask me a question. Do you have one for me? Oh boy. Do I ever. <laughs> so, and you've always been very interesting to me, you know, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're obviously a leader, uh, an entrepreneur at heart, you know, which, which I think is what I feel like I am. So I feel yeah. kind of this, you know, kinship and, <laughs> you know, you're, you're grounded in this, in, in roots in Coshocton, mm -hmm. Ohio, which, which I'd never heard of until I met you. And now <laughs> all I can hear is Bill's voice in my head introducing you. <laughs> Uh, you know, promo upfront podcast, yeah, you know, yeah. even when I don't want to hear it, I, I, <laughs> I hear it. So yeah. I really have uh, maybe two questions for you. Bring it. Uh, you know, would you ever run for an elected office in your town? Uh, I'm picturing you, you know, as, you know, Mayor Hassman. 
Okay. It has a ring to it, right? Oh, thank you. Thank you. So it's a funny story. I actually uh, did run for it. Uh, I, I, so the first time I was asked for, to be on OPA, I said no, because I was actually president of city council in Coshocton. Um, and I didn't feel like I could do both. The one yeah. thing it taught me is that I, and it was, I had a great experience on city council. It was kind of like you said, man, I learned a lot yeah. about how this sort of thing was working. I also found out that I don't want to be mayor. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the answer to the first question. Wow. Well, <laughs> hey, I've learned something new. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Good for you. Thanks. Um, I guess, so the second question really is, you know, what fuels your desire to be an entrepreneur? You know, give me the why. Give me the why. Yeah, that's always a tough question. Um, and I think it, I struggle with it because I think it's changed. Um, uh, so I think in the interest of honesty and transparency, I think when, when I first started, the, I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I wanted freedom. I wanted to make money. I want like that, that kind of those, those standard answers of why people become entrepreneurs, you know, you were, you shackled down by, you know, 60 hour weeks and all that sort of thing. And I'm yeah. like, I, I want my pay to be commiserate with my effort. That's, that's really the honest truth of why I started doing it, but I yeah. think it's developed. And I think you know, we all need to give ourselves the grace to, to grow through that. I think now, once you get to a certain level, now I think it, it truly, I hope <laughs> that it's it starts to come from the right place because I view, you know, success and profitability of the company as an opportunity to give back, um, kind of like you're talking about. And I, I, you know, we talk about that as a team. If we are profitable, I can write bigger checks to the community. Um, yeah. If we are not, I can't. And so I think that my success or, you know, whatever that is, is grounded in the idea of uh, service, um, kind of tying the, the, the goal of, of wealth and wisdom to my heart. And so, um, honestly, when I can help another business or another entrepreneur get success, that, that gives me a great deal of joy. So I think it started out as sort of monetary, if I'm being honest. And yeah. then I think once you get to a certain level, you go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> so what can yeah. I do? I'm still not to where I'd like to be able to. I'd love to be able to get to a point where just somebody says, hey, I've got this disease and I need blah, blah, blah. And I want to be able to write that check and just go, okay, it's taken care of. And I'm not there yet. <laughs> but but that's honestly, that's that's kind of my why, I think. Yeah, I love it. Well, yeah. I'd love to see Kashokton someday. I think that it's, you know, I've got to see it live and in person. I would, I would love that, man. And, uh, and uh, I think actually, Paul was there recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Paul's that. been there twice. Uh, so, uh, actually my wife and I are working on a project or restoring a, a building downtown and, uh, we're actually, uh, creating Airbnbs within yeah. the apartments. And so when you're here, we got a place for you to stay. Nice. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thanks, Tom. I appreciate yeah. you taking the time. We'll have to do it again sometime. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of delivering marketing joy. We'll see you next time. 